Good evening. Any question tonight? Tonight is the what disappearance of Vishnu Priya? Raghunandana Acharya and the Sant Panch Raghunathaska Swami Kijai. The Sant so must be the first day of spring. Hmm. Also, huh? Divya Saraswati. First day of spring. Time to offer nice flowers and fruits to Krishna. Hmm. Vishnu Priya Devi is the is the uh, consort of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and plays a significant role. Mahaprabhu was married twice, first to Lakshmi Priya, who who left the world when he was in East Bengal. Hmm. And um Sachi Devi sought to have him remarry, and her choice in this regard was Vishnupriya Devi, who she would meet on the banks of the Ganges, where Vishnupriya would daily bathe at least twice, maybe three times a day. And of course, Sachi would bathe her also, which was the custom of all of the people to bathe in the sacred. Ganges on a daily basis. It's described in the literature. Um, perhaps Chaitanya Bhagwat gives the most treatment to the person of Vishnu Priya up until the the sannyas, the renunciation of family life on the part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after which Krishna Kaviraj, excuse me, Brindavan Das Thakur, the author of Chaitanya Bhagwat, becomes absolutely silent on the person of Vishnu Priya. Krishna's Kaviraj in his Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is, follows the Chaitanya Bhagavat, mentions her briefly with regard to the marriage, her marriage to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's dealt with extensively um, in Chaitanya Bhagavat on the part of Vrindavan Das Thakur. So the meeting of Vishnu Priya and Satchimata, which Barked in Sachi the desire to have um, her wed, Vishnupriya wed her son, <clears throat> felt it was a perfect match, a match made in Vaikuntha, something to that effect. Hmm. And uh, at some point shortly thereafter, she sent a message to through, I think, maybe Kasinath, hmm, who was a go-between marriage maker in those days, of course. Um, the, uh, um, they would, they would re- re- permission between the parents would be required. Even when I was young, it was the case, if you wanted to date a girl, you, you Typically, had to get the father's permission. Hard to imagine, huh? Uh, <laughs> when I was young, would speak of marry a girl, then you had to be interviewed, and 
and uh, see if you had the, the wherewithal to support her and so on and so forth. Um, things have changed. Hmm. Now, whether that's for the better or not, I'm, it's not entirely clear, is it? In some ways, but in other ways not, perhaps. Hmm. So, at any rate, um, uh, the uh, the uh, Kasinath was sent by Sachimata to uh, Sanatana Mishra, the father of Vishnu Priya, and she, on behalf of her son, um, who she was a widow at the time herself, on behalf of her son, sent the message to Vishnu Priya's father, who was a well-known person in the community, a pundit, Sanatana Mishra, and uh, fairly well off as well, and he. As a result, he was a very charitable person, also a very charitable Brahmin, Sanatana Mishra. So the request was sent by Sachi that um, if you'll agree, then from my side, it's desired that uh, my son will have your daughter's hand in marriage. <clears throat> and it didn't take much time for them to agree to the proposal hmm. again it was a it was as if it was a match made in in Vaikuntha, Lakshmi and Narayan hmm. from an ontological point of view Vishnu Priya is, is thought to be Budevi hmm. Vishnu and Narayan Vaikuntha has Sri Lakshmi and Bu Devi Bu has some Devi has some connection with the earth hmm. And uh, but Bu Nila and hmm, Sri, hmm. and so Vishnu Priya is uh, is, is a representative of Bu, Bu Shakti, and uh, also according to Kavi Karnapur, uh, who gathered a lot of uh, information at the time from different devotees. And in, a, in an effort to identify the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Leela, who they were in the Krishna Leela. So he did this by research, by approaching different devotees, getting different opinions, and so on and so forth. And he compiled his book, Gauraganandesh Deepika, in this way. And therein he's identified Vishnupriya with, with Satyabhama and her, her father. Uh, so not the measure with Satrajit. So in the Dwarka Leela, there you find um, the uh, the marriage of Krishna and Satyabhama. <clears throat> Satyabhama and Rukmini are the principal queens of Krishna's queens in his metropolitan Leela in Dwarka. And they are expansions of Radha and Chandravali in the Brajalila. In the Brajalila, Radha takes the prominent role and Chandravali is the secondary role. And in that is reversed in Dwarka, where Chandravali appears as Rukmini and is the principal queen of Krishna. And Satyabhama, Radha appears as Satyabhama. These are partial manifestations of, of the two. As Krishna in Dwarka is a partial manifestation of himself in Vrindavan. It is said that Krishna is perfect in Dwarka, 
He's more perfect in Mathura and most perfect in Vrindavan. So this perfection, in terms of Krishna's appearance, corresponds, of course, with the different um, sentiments, loving sentiments of the devotees. So in, in Dwarka, there are certain sentiments, so he manifests in a certain way. In Mathura, also and in Vrindavan. In Vrindavan there, of course, the, the, the love of the inhabitants is what is being showcased in the Bhagavatam as the ideal, <clears throat> highest ideal, both directly and indirectly. <clears throat> and there he is most full and most full therein in the presence of Radha. She brings out the most in him, is the idea. So she is the Swayam Shakti. Krishna is thought to be the fountainhead of all manifestations of divinity, all the different avatars and expansions. And Radha is the fountainhead of all the different Shakti uh, feminine counterholes of the different avatars. Hmm. So, then Gorlila, Vishnu Priya, appears as the consort of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and is thought, as I say, um, according to Kavi Karnapur, to be an, an incarnation of Satyabhama. Hmm. However, she doesn't act like Satyabhama, <laughs> who in Dwarka was very, um, well, um, dominant in her loving sentiment, as Radha is in Krishna Lila, compared to Chandrawali, who's more of a submissive type of lover. And Rukmini, of course, shows a very submissive disposition in, in Dwarka as well. Hmm? Satyabhama is very um, uppity, if you will. And we find that also in the person, in Gorli, in the person of Jagarananda. Hmm? Jagarananda. And so the the Bhava of Satyabhama is, is, is prominently manifest in him as well. <clears throat> but despite the fact that um, we don't find this uppityness, if you will, <laughs> uh, or uh, dominant behavior of uh, in Vishnu Priya, she has been identified with Satyabhama, but also further by Bhakti Vinod identified with Bhakti Devi. Radha is thought to be Bhakti Devi, but a particular manifestation of Bhakti Devi in that she is thought to be the personification in Bhakti Vinod Thakur's uh, estimation of all the forms of Bhakti. Navalakshan Bhakti. Nine forms of Bhakti that are given by Prahlad. When Prahlad in Bhagavatam was asked by his father what is the best thing that he learned in school, his father wanted to learn diplomacy and and how to get ahead and so forth, and how to dominate others. And he said that the best thing I've learned is Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Mandanam, Dasim, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam, Itipam Sarpito, Vishnu, Bhaktis, Chenavalakshana, Kriyati, Bhagavati, Adha, Tanmanyedittam, Uttamam. He said the best thing I've learned in school is to offer oneself to Vishnu, and in the context of that, engage in hearing, chanting, remembering, so forth, the nine 
principal limbs of bhakti. So this is called Navabhita bhakti, Navalakshan bhakti. And in Navadweep, Navadweep, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, consists of nine islands. Dweep means islands, Nava means nine. So these nine islands are also representative of the different forms of bhakti. Godrum is the kirtan island, for example. And so, Vishnupriya, as a form of bhakti devi, is thought to be the, maybe the kind of incarnation of all these forms, all nine forms of bhakti. So she is a goddess of bhakti in this sense, and worthy of our appeal and veneration and regard and uh, and uh, and and. Um, uh, with the hope we approach her to be blessed with bhakti. Hmm. Her bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this lila is very extraordinary. It stands out um, as a great source of inspiration to us. Uh, again, she married Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the description of that is very beautiful in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm. It's on and on and on in great detail of all the festivities and how colorful the the um, the ceremony was how 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 steeped in uh, in ritual and and how as a result how much it afforded participation on the part of of others and uh, this is this is like they were perceived afterwards. They, they, they're described by Krishna Skavaraj Goswami as saying in the procession, they looked like Lakshmi and Orion, they looked like Ram and Sita, they looked like Radha and Krishna. Hmm. Uh, so the, 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 these were the um, uh, experiences, if you will, of the participants, and the whole town was involved. If you get the uh, if you read the description, you get the feeling the whole town of Nadia was celebrating the marriage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was Vishwambar. He hadn't taken sannyas at this time. So his name was Vishwambar Mishra. Vishwambar Mishra and um, uh, Vishnupriya Devi, the uh, daughter of Sanatan Mishra. Hmm. Again, beautifully described for quite some time. I think a whole chapter is dedicated to it. So, and this is significant, it's a prominent event and um, significant with regard to the fact that she will live through, if you will, the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It said that Lakshmi Priya, first wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, could not live through the separation that she experienced of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he went to East Bengal to teach as an occupation. He was a teacher and gained, gained, gained some students and living in this way. But when he returned, she had passed away. Hmm. But Vishnupriya, on the other hand, lived through the entirety of the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his departure for Nadia, his, his notoriety, throughout the subcontinent hmm, of India, his, his conquering the Jagannath Puri by um, 
way of its king, uh, Prataparudra Maharaj, Gajapati Maharaj, the, uh, he's, thought, he's, he's described as the, the lord of the elephants. He kept many elephants. It takes a lot of wealth to feed elephants. They eat about 200 pounds of food a day. Uh, and the whole of the Mongol, uh, the Mughal Muslim uh, occupation of India was kept out of Jagannath Puri by the, the strength, the, the religious strength, really, uh, of the of the Raj, but the Purdumarsh, who was a great devotee of, of Jagannath, who facilitated all of the Hindu pilgrims throughout India to come and worship Jagannath with different conceptions. Jagannath means the Lord of the universe. Hmm? Um, of course, the highest conception of, Chait- of, of Jagannath is brought out by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is described in Chaitanya Charitamrita as seeing him with a peacock feather and playing a flute. Eyes wide. Why are his eyes wide? With no eyelashes, meaning no blinking. Hmm? What was he looking for, the Jagannath? So he's a peculiar deity, isn't he? Arms are stunted in like this. Eyes are big and wide open. No eyelashes. No blinking. His legs pushed in into this, his trunk. So for the peculiar deity, all this is brought out by no other worshiper as it is by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who saw him as Krishna and in, as Dwarkesh Krishna running towards Vrindavan looking for Radha. Pujapachita Marsh describes Jagannath Puri as a, as a transcendental train wreck. Hmm? When two trains crash into one another. So the Brindaban conception, the Radharani Express, hmm? and, and the Dwarka, uh, whatever, the daily Dwarka, <laughs> they crashed, these two conceptions. Jagannath, remembering Brindaban, hmm? looking amongst all the queens and no one fully um, uh, compares to Radha. So thinking of the of the uh, Vrindavan Leela and he goes into transformation and so forth. So anyway, a very powerful uh, king there and the king became the disciple of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the young 24-year-old boy conquered Jagannath Puri. How did he do it? With his arms extended and moving like this to his dance, to the song of Krishna Kirtan, syllables of Krishna, Krishna Maranam Krishna Sangopangastrapashadam Yagnaya Sankirtana Prayer Yajanti Sumedasaha The Bhagavad speaks of him like this. And just following this beautiful description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, the method of his madness, hmm? his, his always uttering Krishna Varnam. Always from his mouth came the varnam. The varnam means here syllables, the sizzles, the two syllables, Krishna. Hmm? Constantly coming from his mouth, the syllables, Krishna. Krishna varnam, 
Kisakrishnam. The syllables of Krishna are always coming from dancing on his tongue. Hmm? He's all about Krishna, it means, but he's not Krishna. In this sense, Krishna means black. He's not dark in complexion, but Trisakrishna. He's golden in complexion. Hmm? Commenting on this verse, what did Jiva Goswami say in Tattva Sandarbha? Antar Krishna Bahir Gauram. Inside he's Krishna, and outside he's Gaur, he's golden. Hmm? And why? Due to the upsurge of feelings within him hmm? that constitute the bhava of Radha. Hmm? And this chanting is the way he did this. Through the chanting, this is how he became successful. Krishna wanted to taste the ecstasy of Radha, the love of Radha. He knows what Radha, he has the full experience of Radha's love for him, but not from her vantage point, the way she experiences it. So this, this desire to taste that, to experience that, arose in Krishna, and this is Gaurila, and the method by which he experienced it, that is the Nam Sankirtan. Recently, just days back, we published a beautiful uh, poetic rendering of uh, a section of Bhakti Manod's Sharanagati, um, song, song book, poem, book of poems, hmm? uh, describing the power and virtue and efficacy of Nam, po- beautifully rendered and poetically in paraphrase by Pujapad Sridharmarsh, and the name will take me to an unknown place that I still feel familiar with. There, there. And how it will transform me. Hmm? how he will personify for me and I will see myself in a corresponding form and so forth. Name will reveal all these. This is the, clearly the method of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nam Sankirtan. Everything will come from this. People say in these days, oh, without doing the meditation of Raganuga Bhakti, central to Raganuga Bhakti, Nam alone cannot bring. Hmm? Therefore you must do this. What is our reply? Nam will bring that about. Not artificially. Hmm? Nam, through Nam that will come about. Hmm? That is the power of Nam. What do you think happens? Chaita Dharpa What do you think happens when you're chanting and the, and the heart has become completely cleansed of any material desire? What do you, you think it just stops there? Shreya Kairava Chandrika No. Something tangible coming from the other side. And Mahaprabhu says, Nadanam, Nadjanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam, Ba, Jagadisha Kamaye, Mahajanmane, Janmanishpare, Bhavata Bhakti Raitakite. He lost interest in, in wealth, in followers, in, in, in the opposite sex, in the whole range of material desire. He hasn't, even for, for, for the desire to be a scholar, hmm? sophisticated, subtle desire for the arts, hmm? the secular, secular rasa, Mahaprabhu says, "I have no desire for this." Hmm? What to speak of that, Mama Janmani, Jagadisha Kamaye. He says, "I have no desire for Jagadish, the Lord of the world." Hmm? This means Paramatma, the manifestation of, of Narayan. 
who seeks to, who, by through who Narayan facilitates his desire to bestow mukti. Mahaprabhu says, I have no interest in it. It means I have no interest in Vaidhi Bhakti. Nam is bringing him to Rag Bhakti. Mama Janmani Janmani Shwarei Bhavatat Bhakti Rohaitaki Tohi I don't care to be free from birth, liberated for any kind of mukti, he's saying. Not concerned with mukti. Salokya Shasti Samipya Surupyai Kanti Apita Diyamanam Jaguinati Binamat Sevanam Jana This is the this is this is the, the verse of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees. Rupa Goswami invokes it from Bhagavatam. Kapilamuni spoke to his mother. Salokishasti Sami Piminaya. No desire for mukti. Not for the perks of mukti. Nor for the brahim of Vaikuntha. Salokishasti Samipi, these are all the perks. Hmm? Even if we only want the brahim of Vaikuntha, we're a little bit interested in those. Salokya Sarasti Samipya means to have an opulence like Narayan, to have a form like Narayan, to live on the planet of the Narayan, to be the attendant, personal attendant of Narayan. There's a gradation. Salokya Sarasti Sarupya Samipya. Salokya Sarasti and Salokya Sarasti Samipya Sarupya Aikanti. Aikanta means what? Sayuja. That's the fifth. Not at all desired. Hmm? Hmm. The Mahaprabhu had, he's chanting, he didn't develop interest. You don't have to worry. I'll chant, but I'll go to Vaikuntha because I'm, I have not yet, I have not meditating, not meditating on my internal swarup that will come by the power of Nam. Therefore, Mahaprabhu, the heart becomes cleansed. Now he has spiritual desire only for bhakti. And that ruchi, as I often say, must be specific. The taste that comes in ruchi. We get a taste for chanting, but it cannot be relied upon. It comes, it goes. This is in the beginning stages. When the taste, when the, when, when the chanting that is the medicine starts to become the food in your life, when you think, oh, I need to take my medicine, that is one thing. Hmm? But we don't think, oh, I need to eat lunch. <laughs> oh, I just remembered, I need to eat breakfast. It's, we're waiting, when is breakfast? When is lunch? <laughs> Something like that. Is it lunch time yet? Is it medicine time yet? We don't, think, we don't talk like that. So when the chanting transforms us, cleanses our heart such that it's no longer medicine, now it becomes the food. Hmm? Let me sit down and chant and forget about eating. The chanting will Nidra Hara Vihara Kad Kadi Vijito Sankipubakanamaganatibi. Srinivasacharya described the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. They forgot to eat because Sankipubakanamaganamatibi. In a regular way they are Sankhya chanting their rounds and and doing other types of devotional service in a, in a measured way, according to a vow, a commitment. This is, this is anukulyasya sankalpa, padikulyasya varjanam. This is sharanagati, first limbs, a vow. I will accept this much chanting. I will not, uh, I will not, I will, 
not neglect to do so. Pratikul, anukul, I will, accepting things favorable, rejecting things unfavorable. I make a commitment. This is the spirit behind the first two um, limbs of Sharanagati, a vow, a promise, pratigna. Hmm? In a measured way, they made this kind of commitment. And as a result, they became absorbed. Hmm? And they forgot about sleeping. They forgot about eating. Hmm? Nam became their food. Nam became their rest and recreation. Hmm? And Nam, when becoming like this, the food giving taste, that taste is specific. Why? Why is it specific? Because the next stage in bhakti, in the chanting, is asakti, which means attachment to Krishna, to the object of one's love, attachment to bhakti, then then attachment to bhakti, plus attachment to the object of bhakti. So in the object, bhakti means that Krishna is appearing in the heart of the sadhaka in a particular way that corresponds as he always does, with a particular kind of love. That's how he appears. He doesn't appear independently of love. Hmm? Bhagavatam says, Brahma says, he appears in a form that corresponds with the love of the devotees. Hmm? So, you so you don't have his darshan independent. Hmm? Of the love. Hmm? The emotion. So this is speaking starting to come in in Ruchi Bhakti, in Sadhana Bhakti. And the heart is cleansed, so it's very suitable now for meditation. Without a cleansed heart, it's difficult to meditate. We've got many things on our mind. Hmm. We've got to do. We've got to tell people what we're doing on Facebook. <laughs> We've got many important things to do. Hmm. It's our distractions. Hmm. So by Nam, yes, we do have to meditate uh, on, uh, internally for Raghunuga Bhakti, but that will come through Nam, hmm? inside on the Bhakti. Hmm? This is the way of, of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this and in this way, in Nam Sankirtan, as I said, it was so powerful, his Kirtan, that he conquered the kingdom of Jagannath Puri. He not only conquered Jagannath Puri's king, who was the Gajapati Raj Pratapurudra, who, who kept out all the most, they couldn't enter there. He was so powerful. Not only he conquered him by way of making him a disciple, a beautiful way to conquer him, making him a student. Hmm? But what else did he do? Who else did he conquer there? He conquered Jagannath himself. <laughs> Hmm. He conquered Jagannath. Jagannath looking, 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 and when he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I've seen it now. That's what I'm looking for. Hmm. That's what I'm looking for. The dance, the, the dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Krishna in Jagannath, Jagannath saw Radha in the dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in the words of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Krishna says what? Amishisha Guru Nata Radikar Premera Unmata 
I am the disciple. And the dancing of Radha is my guru. The artful dancing of Radha, that is my guru. Her love drives me mad. Hmm? We have a God with a full emotional life. I said yesterday, he's, he, he, he's a theologic, Western theological term. He has his impassibility, which means he's not affected by the human joys and sorrows because he has no experience of them. Doesn't mean he's not compassionate. He's compassionate, but his compassion is not aroused because of the troubles of another, materially speaking. But his compassion is his desire to bestow bhakti. Hmm. Krishna also has a desire to bestow braj bhakti. That's great compassion. That ends all sorrows. Hmm. Also, we could say that Krishna, while not privy to the experience of material suffering, because he's absorbed in an emotional life under the influence of sarup shakti, hmm, while not privy to the experience of material suffering, he is aware in a larger context of the mechanism hmm, of that suffering. Because he teaches about it in the Gita. He says, from the womb of attachment, suffering is born. So he knows about it. He knows that there's there's suffering hmm, coming from detachment. He has knowledge of it. With an overarching sense, he knows in that way. And he is, obviously, compassion is one of his his qualities. But in the devotee, of course, as I mentioned, then you have you have both sides. You have the desire to bestow bhakti, which is an overflowing, I'm feeling the ecstasy of bhakti, I just want to share it with somebody. And you also have the ability to empathize with someone in terms of their suffering. And that can be a cause also in the heart of the Vaishnav for compassion because he or she has some experience of such um, suffering in their lives and in, in, in the past. Now, the, I bring this up tonight only in relation to our discussion because I say our Godhead has an emotional life. It's thought that, in a, that if God has an emotional life, if if God has if God is 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 subject to the experience of material suffering, then he he has new knowledge. Hmm? as it's experienced. And knowledge, if I get knowledge of something I don't have, then I'm transformed. So God has to be all-knowing and not get any new knowledge, otherwise we'd be subject to transformation. Hmm? It's the theological argument of of the West, but it holds true in Vedanta as well. Hmm? God's not subject to transformation. there's There's no new knowledge for him. But what we find in Krishna... Theologically, the idea is that he is omniscient and at the same time he's mugda, bewildered by the power of the Surup Shakti, which is God in play. As I often say, if you're omniscient, the problem is, well, you know everything, there's nothing to do. Hmm? So you have this kind of static idea of God. So when you're bored, what do you do? You play. So by the influence of the Surup Shakti, Bhagavan is playing hmm, in Leela. Hmm. 
And, of course, he plays well. As I say, he gets lost in the play. And so, in the play, he is unknowing. And therefore, he's experiencing, in Leela, new emotions. And it's an interesting contribution to the theological uh, community and world. It's, it's not a very well um, idea, not very well circulated. It needs to be developed and played out and, and presented. Hmm. Um, so, at any rate, hmm, here we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, his dancing is is the is the dancing of Radha and Jagannath is has become as is a student of that. Hmm. Hmm. So he conquered not only Jagannath Puri, the king, but the deity of the king. This is his sannyas lila. And his sannyas lila leaves Vishnu Priya in a very difficult situation. But the verse in the Bhagavatam that speaks about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I'm, I'm explaining, Krishna Varnam to Sakrishnam, he's Krishna, he's Krishna's syllables Krishna are always coming from his mouth. He's Krishna, but he's not Krishna. He's black, but he's golden, it means. Why is golden? In his commentary, Jiva Goswami has explained, because of the upsurge of the sentiments of Radha. Hmm? But the verse goes, Krishna Varnanti Sakrishnam Sangopangastra Parshnam, his weapons, with one translation, his arms are his weapons. Hmm? Those who are wise in Kali Yuga, they'll worship him by following his way, hmm? the way of Sankirtan. Yagnai Sankirtana prayer, Yajanti Hisumedasa. The verse that follows it, what does it say? Hmm? There we find Vishnu Priya. Hmm? First we find Gaur, then we find Vishnu Priya. This verse can be uh, these verses are explained in different ways by different charges, but hmm? uh, it's about Krishna, it's about Ram, it's about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But we should note, as much as it's about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the verse that follows is also about Vishnu Priya. So the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a significant event. I was explaining that the marriage of Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a big and well-celebrated event. And Vrindavan Das has given a lot of pages to that in his Chaitanya Bhagavat. But once Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes sannyas, Vishnu Priya is not mentioned again. So many devotees are mentioned. Sachi's mentioned. All the devotees. Once she's married and and it's not given much attention in Chaitanya Charitamrita because of the extent to which it's covered and discussed in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Mm-hmm. But after that mention, she's not mentioned. What is her position? Mm-hmm. The marriage was a big thing, but in due course, 
there was a very, very quiet, just percolating rumor, Nimai Pandit will take sannyas. Nimai Pandit will take sannyas. She didn't need to hear it. She could understand him very well. He seemed unsettled. This was becoming a regular affair. Sachi couldn't really quite understand it. And Vishnu Priya would explain it. Something to her and pacify her. It was becoming otherworldly in his preoccupation, unable to function in a worldly sense due to the effect of his chanting. And so his desire to take sannyas in the context of what? To give this, share this, this is an aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishna tr- trying to experience the love of Radha, his method Sankirtan, corresponding with the Yuga Dharma and the distribution of the Nam, which traditionally would 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 bring Mukti. Vaishnav hmm? Mukti. But now Mahaprabhu has taken the Nam Sankirtan and woven it together in a garland with Prem, Raj Prem, and he's garlanding the whole world with this. Very special Namsan Kirtan, special dispensation of Namsan Kirtan. And so this is percolating, stirring in him. And in order to affect this, the idea of taking sannyas is a big subject we should discuss it at some point, but, um, arose in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a device to, ass- to assist him. And as much as Vishnu Priya could understand, he told her, this Leela, our only business is to cry for the jivas. She couldn't say no to his sannyas, his leaving. And when she woke in the morning and he had walked out and Sachi had stood with the door like a stone statue, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu walked right past her and went and took sannyas. You have to understand the contrast between the wedding festivities and the joy of this and the sannyasa. The, 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 the contrast of the sannyasa of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The build-up of the wedding, in other words, in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, and how everyone's participating, what a joyous occasion is. It's all building up to, to emphasize hmm, this uh, this is the Leela. The waves like a, like a, like the high tide and the low tide of the ocean. Hmm? The union and now the separation. Chaitanya Mahabhu will leave home, will leave Nadi, will leave Vishnu Priya, will leave Sachi. I've told the story before how one of my disciples had met a Christian fellow who said, we have the true God. And why? Because our God is, a, is the embodiment of sacrifice. And your God, Krishna, is a playboy. Just the opposite. 
an enjoyer. And our God is a sacrificer. So I gave the reply that in order for God, one manifestation of God to be a sacrificer, like Jesus is thought to be on the cross, there has to be someone on the other end who he's sacrificing for. That's Krishna. In other words, all the parts of the body sacrifice for which part? For the stomach. We're all working to give food to the stomach. The stomach can transform the food in the way that no other part can, such that the energy of the food is distributed to all the parts of the body. So Krishna is like the stomach, like the root of the tree, where you'll pour the water. Water should be poured there, not anywhere else, because there is a center. If there are to be sacrificers, there must be an enjoyer, a beneficiary of the sacrifice. Otherwise, there's no meaning to sacrifice. And and who is actually fit to play that role is beautiful in that role. To be unfit to play that role and try to do so is very unbecoming. So the center is just depicted, and appropriately so, as being very charming, very beautiful. And in the context of his taking, he's giving in a way that no one else can. Right. So, that said, to take it a little further, we also have the sacrificer, God. <laughs> Krishna is the enjoyer, but as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he has come as the sacrificer. Pujapachita Maharaj used to say that in his youth, he was attracted to Ram and his dignity and his, his standing up for doing what's right, dutifully, regardless of what the consequences were, very noble and sacrificing in that sense. But Krishna was harder to identify with, being an enjoyer of gopis and, and so on. Hmm. But when he came in touch with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he could understand Krishna properly. Hmm. Radha Krishna. Radha is the sacrificing half. Hmm. Bhakti Devi herself. Hmm. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha. So here we find the sacrificer. And what is a sacrifice? You must, if you understand it properly, if you can, if you can read the Chaitanya Bhagavat and enter into the marriage ceremony of Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then. you can lend an ear to his sannyas, then you will know what is sacrifice. Hmm? It makes dying on the cross a small thing. Hmm? Dying on the cross for saving the people. Hmm? Christ is thought to be fully God and fully human, so I guess he actually experienced, he's not doesn't have the impassibility. He actually feels sorrow for the sufferings of others. That's the idea. Hmm. But that is nothing like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sacrifice. If you understand what is Prem, the union of Prem, and then the willful separation from all the inhabitants of Navadvi, from Sachi, from Jagannath Puri, or, excuse me, from, from Vishnu Priya to go to Jagannath Puri. Hmm. 
that's why we you you have to understand these the, 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 to help make the point. There are the statements, for example, in Bhagavatam of how the gopis hmm, they cursed Brahma, who's thought to be the creator God, because why he made eyes that blink, and because they blink involuntarily for a split second you don't even notice it they they for a split second they noticed their blinking what were they looking at you understand <laughs> if you can notice that you're blinking then you must be looking at something very extraordinary because for a moment you're not for a split second you're not seeing it hmm. what were they looking at a beautiful form of krishna hmm. rupa madhurya of krishna and they noticed their blinking, and they cur- this what kind of power they had. They cursed Brahma. What kind of creator are you? You've made eyes that blink, and for a split second we cannot see Krishna. Very defective. Hmm? So such is the nature of Prem. It's so absorbing, hmm? and Prem in union. Then for the then to experience the Prem in separation. Hmm? Great sacrifice on the part of Chaitanya. Therefore, it's described in Bhagavatam. In a verse that describes Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, following me, we hear Vishnu Priya in Bhagavatam. Chakva sudus chadusurepsita rajlakshmim. Rajlakshmi. That is Vishnu Priya Devi. Vishnu Priya Devi. Kijai. The Rajlakshmi. Chakva sudus chadusurepsita rajlakshmim. He gave up the Rajlakshmi. This is a boy who had everything. Everybody loved him in Navadvip. He had Lakshmi for his wife. <laughs> Lakshmi means the goddess of, of fortune. Hmm. He gave up. Why? He gave up. To cry for others. To cry for the people of the world. To become a sannyasin and go and distribute this chanting everywhere. He left his, his own associates. It's like he left his abode. Navadvip is now different from Vrindavan. Krishna left Vrindavan for us. You have to think, what? For us? He left Subal, Sridham, Nanda, Yashoda, Lalita, Vishaka, Radha for us to bestow bhakti. Hmm? Yeah, he's compassionate. He wanted to bestow bhakti. <laughs> hmm? Those who are bewildered by Maya, he went after them to bestow bhakti on them. Hmm? And weeping was his way, right? Dancing, chanting, and weeping. And once he left hmm, the home life, what did Vishnu Priya do? Vishnu Priya Devi had two pots, two earthen pots. In one pot was rice. She chanted japa of Krishnanam on her beads. When she finished one round, she would take a grain of rice and put it in the other pot. She would chant up to two-thirds of the day, from early morning, two-thirds of the day. And whatever was in the pot here, hmm, the second pot, that amount of rice, then with her tears, hmm, she would cook it. And that would be her meal. And then she would start chanting again. Hmm? Weeping. <laughs> Weeping. Hmm? 
in separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and and in effect allowing it if we, if you will to go on as such he did hmm? and and never again to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu it is said that when he was gone out of separation from him the inhabitants of Navadweep sought to make a, a deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so they got a sculptor hmm? to make the deity and the deity was brought once twice before Vishnu Priya to get her approval hmm? and the third time she went like this and covered her eyes they said, oh he's here this deity is in Navadweep till this day one of the few Gauradas Pandita deity of Gornatai and this um, uh, deity in, in Navadweep were deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu worshipped in his while he was present in the world the worship of the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began in his, in his presence so this is something about the uh, Vishnu Priya Devi spending the rest of her life in the absence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. She worships Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Lakshmi worships Narayan. She loves him in that way. Bhaktivinoda Thakur saw the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu Priya as a form of Vaidhi Bhakti, special kind of Vaidhi Bhakti in Dasya, Dasya Bhav. Whereas worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Garada Pandit, who is Radha. This is the Rag, Ragmarg. But he established deities of Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, in, in the Yoga Pit in Mayapur. So we shall pray to her. We might be able to, to pursue the Vaidhi Bhakti in such a way that we become more qualified for Rag Bhakti. These are not separate. Hmm? There is a separate path of Vaidhi Bhakti leading to Vaikuntha. Hmm? But Vaidhi Bhakti is also part of Rag Bhakti. Hmm? In that, Rupa Goswami says three things that Rag Bhakti constitutes. Remembering the Leelas relative to one's sentiment, Serving in a spiritual internal siddhadeha and a sadhaka deha, and engaging in vaidhi bhakti, shravanam, kirtanam, taking shelter of the guru, and all these things, with the ideal of braj bhakti in mind, not vaikuntha in mind. In this way, vaidhi bhakti is assisting. So we petition Vishnu Priya in this way that we have are on the path of rag bhakti but we don't have any much ruchi hmm? so ajata ruchi without ruchi and rag bhakti is driven by ruchi by taste hmm? so still what we do then we incorporate vaidhi bhakti with elements of rag bhakti that we have qualification to employ in our practice, in the Rag Bhakti, the Bhakti helps us, gives support. It gives support in this stage, and even in when Ruchi comes, when Loba comes, in a meaningful way, 
Rupa Goswami is saying it should be supported. That's the smarnam, the meditation that will come from chanting, will be supported by the chanting. It will rise out of the chanting, and it will be supported in the beginning, nourished by the chanting. Hmm. So the, this will take you the distance. The chanting of favorite names of Krishna and Lila Smarnam. This is the way of Gopakumar in Brihat Bhagavatamrita. You find in the end, this is his method to attain the goal. Hmm. So in this way, we've said a few things tonight about Vishnu Priya, Srimati Vishnu Priya Devi Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande Right. Right. What's the time?